You are listening to the Bridge Community Church Podcast out of Warrington, Virginia. Our church exists to connect you to God, others, and the marketplace. For more information, you can visit us online at bridge4life.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you are blessed by today's message. And we want to welcome everybody here today, and we are doing a two-week series related to our connection groups uh, called Finding Your Circle, and so I've asked Pastor Lisa to take the lead on this one today, and then I'll wrap this up next week. But would you give Pastor Lisa a great welcome this morning? Come on, make her feel welcome today. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, this is like three times my favorite times of the year are for the Connection Group Parade and Fair, because I, I just love it, and I want you to love it too. So anyway, today I am kicking off Finding Your Circle. So would you please stand with me and we will read together Acts 2, 46 and 47. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity to share your design of a church, how a church functions. And I thank you for that opportunity. And I just pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to just infiltrate our hearts, and this service today, and draw us closer to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray, and everyone said, Amen. 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 You are welcome to be seated. The scripture passage that we just read today is an example of the New Testament church and how they grew their spiritual life and connected it to their practical life. They met together on consistent basis in the temple and in homes, and engaged in the same kinds of activities. They displayed unity, having one mind and purpose. So their purpose was to connect their spiritual life with their practical life. And a lot of followers of Christ do not understand that that needs to be connected. That needs to be our life spiritually, and our life practically needs to be connected today. And and so that's why we read the scripture, but also there is in Ephesians chapter 4 that Paul is talking about Christian living, about rules for Christian living. And sometimes I read scripture and it, it just kind of makes me laugh, not because I'm laughing at scripture, because I'm laughing at how Paul said it. In the scriptures, very straightforward. So um, it's my kind of talking, right? So he says, in, and I'm paraphrasing, in Ephesians chapter 4, that you are to connect your spiritual life with your practical life. Which means, if you are stealing, to stop stealing and get a job. So that you can meet the needs of others. If you are talking in an unwholesome way, stop doing that. And start talking like you are a follower of Christ. Because, see, we learn, and in order to learn, we need to practice what we learn, right? So just like the New Testament church, we gather here today, 
for a large meeting, and then we break up into groups all throughout the week. We have groups that meet every day, different times, all throughout the week. And this is how God has set it up so that we can apply God's word and ways into our everyday life, connecting our spiritual life with our practical life. So connection groups are where we disciple and have transformation that takes place. We will all know God better when we experience him with others in our circle. Everyone in this room faces challenges. We face our own battles. But when we can face those together and pray for each other and encourage one another, it makes all the difference. So small groups are believed to be one of the most powerful tools for life change to happen and spiritual growth that we all desire. And, small, and this, I'm not saying that. That is actually a quote. I am not saying that. That comes from um, several, um, those that, preach and teach the Bible, they say that the best way for you to learn and also for you to be have a spiritual change in your life is in small groups. A lot of professors and others teach this. And so, um, so anyway, but in Ephesians chapter 4, 16, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. See, that's how the body of Christ is to function. God wants us to to, um, compare it to our body. See, each part of our body has a different function. And that's the way it is in the body of Christ. Each part, each, each service, each person, and each connection group has a different part to play in our church, and also in in the ministries here at the bridge. Like today, you know, Mike is on the sound. If he was not on the sound, if somebody wasn't on the sound, I'd be yelling. And and Lauren is changing the screens back there. If somebody wasn't changing the screens, you couldn't see what I'm saying, or you couldn't read along. But everyone is to play their part. That's how God has set it up, so that we can be the body of Christ. That's what that means. So this is why we are intentional on getting you from sitting in a straight line, like you are today, to sitting in a circle. So my first question is, and my first point is, what type of circle are you looking for? See, we have over 60 connection groups divided into six categories. See, I consider it a real honor today to share about the Connection Group ministry, especially to those of you who are visiting today, and then also those of you who may be newer to the church. You know, you may have never seen anything like this before, and it's overwhelming. So I understand that. I understand that having that many groups is very overwhelming. When you see all the people, you're like, what do I sign up for? What's going on? So let me encourage you to do your homework. See, your homework, you need to learn or find out where your group meets 
and what meets the needs of your family, just like you would if you were looking for a place to live, if you were looking to purchase a home or to, to rent a home. You don't call up a realtor and say, show me everything on the, pro everything on the market. You divide it into categories so you know what you're looking for that will meet your needs. Well, that's the same with the Connection Group book. It is divided into six categories so that you can see what might meet your needs. I'm, I'm here to tell you that not every group's going to meet your needs. There are different groups that will meet your needs, but not every group. You know, the, there are bridge riders, you know, our mo motorcycle group, and they'll probably go, Lisa, you shouldn't have said, but they are taking a little break, and they're not riding through the fall, the winter, obviously, for obvious reasons. Now... I would not join that group. I don't even like motorcycles. I will not ride them. And when they came to me and said, hey, we'd like to do the bridge riders, the motorcycle, I said, you go for it, but don't ask me ever to join your group because it does not meet my needs and I do not like motorcycles. So you go for it. But that's what you do, right? You break it down when you're looking for a home, right? You break it down to the style you're looking for the price range, how many bedrooms you need, the location. So you need to do your homework. You need to do your homework. So today, when you leave today, grab a book. Do your homework and find out what groups work for you and meet your needs. So I'm going to take you through the six types of groups that we have to break this down a little bit for you and to categorize the connection groups. Maybe that will help you understand what the categories are, and that you will know what you are looking for. So we have several, like I said, we have six different types of groups. So number one are our learning groups. Now we have women's groups, men's groups, and co-ed groups. They can all range from a specific book of the Bible, spiritual growth, life lessons, health, and finding your identity in Christ. These are our learning groups. We have prayer and support groups. And are, all are open to those who have immediate prayer needs and praying for the church. Where would we be? I mean, what kind of church doesn't pray, right? So we have prayer groups. We have prayer groups that you can join to pray for people, but then also have people pray for you as well. We actually have an intercessory prayer group that actually meets on Sundays while we're preaching, while the service is going on. There's a group of people that are praying, praying for this church and, and praying for the message and praying for you. So we also, in that, the prayer and support groups, support groups offer support for life challenges. And then we have fellowship groups. These groups are for those with like-minded activities. They also enjoy food together and great conversation, all while having lots of fun. One of our groups just went um, whitewater rafting in tubes. Do you know they wouldn't let me go? <laughs> they didn't even email me that they were going. They said, Lisa, you... And then I find out they're going, and they said, Lisa, you can't go to this. So, um, but though, because it was... Rapids, right? So I guess they didn't want me to get hurt or Pastor Greg told them not to let me go. 
But anyway, but they had a great time, those that went. We also have serving groups. Now, serving groups give you, the body of Christ, the opportunity to serve one another in church during church services. So there are a lot of serving groups that are actually very active today. You may not see them. Some you do see, like the ushers and the greeters. But there are other in the cafe. because, And then there are others in the children's ministry. They are serving in this church for today for you and for me. But we also have other church services sometimes. Pastor Malik does the worship service. He has a worship night. If you have never been to one, you really need to come the next time he has a worship service because Pastor Malik and his team, they create such an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit that comes and so that you can worship and praise the Lord. It's, it's incredible. And so I just encourage you the next time he has one that you would come. We also have community outreach groups. And these are opportunities for the church to serve our community in various ways. It gives those involved the opportunity to meet needs, provide comfort, and share the love of Christ outside the church walls. And then we have bridge ministry groups. Now, these are teams offering the opportunity to do ministry together as a group. And so it could be missions group, missions team, and then the women's team and the men's ministry team. These are our six categories of our connection group ministry. So connection groups are circles of people following God's design for the church. This is how God wants us to establish the church to meet in a large church service like this and to meet in small groups. My next point is God uses people in our circles to help us grow in our faith and in relationship. Read this scripture with me out loud, please. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffer harm. That is very self-explanatory. Walk with the wise. If you want to be wise, then walk with wise people. If you want to be a fool, you'll know for sure when you're walking with a fool. And I'm not putting anybody down, but you will know if they are taking you a direction away from the Lord. That is not a person you want to be around. Be with those who have wisdom and are wise. But a lot of followers of Christ have the mindset that if I'm going to receive anything from God, then it has to come from God himself. And not realizing that God uses people. He uses people to help you understand who he is and how he created you. See, God created principles of growth to happen when we experience them with others, not when we understand them. And today we read the scripture passages of Acts 2, 46 and 47, that every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily 
those who were being saved. The early New Testament church Christians were doing more than just meeting together. Their faith was integrated into their everyday life. Now I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. They were following Jesus. Jesus was not following them. And we have to have that mindset that we are followers of Christ. Christ is not followers of Lisa. And, and when you are in a circle, you will learn how to be a follower of Christ. No matter how long you have been in church, no matter how long you have been saved, you will learn something new every day about being a follower of Christ. This is the process designed by God for us to be transformed. See, transformation, as explained by Paul in Romans 12, 2, you've all heard this, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, the mind is the key to the Christian life, so you can discern spiritual truth. And we need other faith-filled Spiritual, spiritual truth seekers to correctly discern the truths of God's word and how to put those truths into everyday life. That's what Jesus did when the disciples, when he was with the disciples, he taught them truths. He taught them truths about him and, and about the things of God. He taught them truths. And he walked those truths out with them in real-life situations. Again, Jesus displayed and he modeled connecting your spiritual life with your practical life and how that can be done. But again, but a lot of followers of Christ don't like the process because transformation takes time. We don't like the process. We, we just we don't want to be a part of it. We get frustrated, but that's why you need others. And you get impatient, and the process of, of the mind just takes the process of transformation. It just takes time and hard work. Hard work. Salvation is free. Transformation is hard work. So you know what? This past few months, God taught me something about transforming, transformation, having a, a different mindset. And I do want to tell you, in this process, I didn't like it. I didn't like this process. I didn't like the time involved that it was going to take. I didn't like the process. So you can admit that you don't like the process when God's taking you through transformation. Well, Pastor Greg and I and a, and a few other people, there was a group of us that decided to... Um, Come together and learn a new, different way of eating. Now, I'm, don't ask me what, what diet plan or what eating plan it was, because that's not the point. The point is the transformation that took place when I did this. Because with this, you could not have dairy and sugar and also um, processed foods. I thought I was going to die. But you could have like lots of fruit and protein and vegetables. And this is what I kept telling people. I can't eat fruit. I can't eat all that fruit because fruit will make me gain weight. And if I gain weight, I won't stay with this. But I stayed with it. 
Because the others were staying with it. And we were being held accountable because of the others. And this is what I found out. It was not the fruit that was making me gain weight. It was the M&Ms that were making me gain weight. So, but it was the accountability of other people that helped us go through this process. And I just want to tell you, most of you know I have rheumatoid arthritis. Thank God for my miracle drug that I am on. But also, this is like my, this is the, um, the greatest thing that happened in this process was I could not wear my original wedding rings for over 20 years because my joints were swollen. Even though I was on the medication, I still had swollen joints, right? And um, I didn't tell the first service this, but I realized I have my original set on. And it means more to me today than it did when Pastor Greg gave it to me because I can fit it back on because the, the joints aren't as swollen but we needed accountability because I'm going to tell you something about Pastor Greg. <laughs> Pastor Greg is my husband, for those of you who are new to the bridge. But when we have tried eating plans or changing our way of eating before, we never made it because one of us would give in and cause the other one to stumble. You know how that is? <laughs> there were times he said to me, man, I could use some chocolate. If, if you go get it, I'll buy it. <laughs> so that's why him and I cannot hold each other accountable, just the two of us. We needed a circle of several people to help us get through that transformation. But, but it was just, it was something I had to experience before I understood it. And so um, this is... It's our responsibility, the leadership, to offer you opportunities to grow in your faith. And that's where Connection Group Ministries come in to help you transform your mind if you have a mindset that's set up against the Lord to help you transfer or transition and transform your mind. Now, was, was that all bad? Probably not, but I'm just saying it was the M&M's. It wasn't fruit all this time. So I eat like lots of fruit. Like I am, it's so good. It's wonderful. But so number three is, so you, we have the responsibility to help you, the leadership, to give you opportunities. And that's what the Connection Group Ministry is. So number three, read this with me. What's my responsibility in a circle that will grow my faith? and relationships. I wanted you to say that with me so that I don't read it, what's my responsibility. I wanted you to say, what's my responsibility? Because it's your responsibility to grow your faith. And we see that in Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Therefore, my dear friends, if you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Paul is saying it's your own personal responsibility to work out your faith. We, on a personal level, 
have to be intentional to learn and to grow in our faith. You have to be intentional. And so it is your responsibility as a Christ follower to find a circle. Find a circle that meets your needs with, with time availability and the pace in the areas that you know you need to grow to develop your faith, your spiritual growth, and your relationships. See, we have several connection groups, and they meet at different times. And they also may meet at different pace. And it's okay to be on a slower pace. It's okay to be checking things out. But part of that, some of you can meet once a week and do, do a connection group together. Others you may be able to do every other week. But some of you may only be able to do something, connection group, to find a circle once a month. We get that because it is just crazy busy in here in the East Coast and in Virginia. So we understand, and some of you may be only be able to be on a connection group, involved in a connection group that's virtual, that's online. We have those for you too, so there's no excuses, right? But we just want to have opportunities for you to be able to grow your faith with others. Old habits and mindsets can change as you learn new ways to live a life that honors God. Consistent behavior changes happen when influenced by others in our circle. Christ followers look more like Christ when we are together. When we are together, we are able to develop more and be able to be more like Christ. Isn't that amazing? Because we can hold each other accountable we can help one another, pray for one another, encourage one another, and serve together with one another. It makes us look more like Christ. And that's our goal, to look more like Christ. So I know some of you may be saying, my last point, what benefit is there for me to be in a circle? Well, I'm glad you asked. And a small group offers an exceptional power of grace that we cannot give to ourselves. I don't know about you, but when I mess up, when I stumble and fall and wish I wouldn't have done something or said something that I did, what do we say? I'm so stupid. Why did I do that again? I fell again. I, I should have never done that. I should have never said that, and I'm so dumb. And that's how we talk to ourselves. But I can guarantee you that you will not hear that in a connection group. The people there will not let you say that to yourself. They will encourage you with their words of encouragement, their testimonies on how someone else went through what you are experiencing, and they can help you to be accountable, offering prayer and support in a crisis. Now, I know you know that I'm the Connection Group pastor. And it is very near and dear to my heart. Not because that's my assignment or that's not because it's my job. It's because it worked for me. All these years, being involved in a circle of other believers has helped develop my faith. Has helped develop my walk with God, knowing 
knowing how to act out in the community because sometimes I need to know, especially when somebody cuts you off or when they won't get out of the left lane. I need to put my spiritual life and practical life together, right? I don't take my bridge sign off the car so they don't see me. We have to keep our spiritual life together with our practical life. But that's just a part of being who God has called me to be. And also, and I hope this doesn't sound manipulative, but I just want you to know just because of my personality and who God has made me to be, when I know you are in a connection group, I don't worry about you because I know you're getting taken care of by the leaders in the group. But if you're not in one, then I worry about you. I worry about if your struggles. And, and this is the thing, too. Um, I'm going to have a testimony shared here in a few minutes that you can understand what it means to be in a connection group. But if you are not in a connection group and you went through a crisis and you said nobody helped me, it's probably because we didn't know. Because you weren't in a group, so we, we didn't know that something happened. So today I want, to, um, want you to hear the important about being in a connection group, but I want you to hear it from someone else besides me. So at this time, you're going to hear an audio testimony from Tammy Lasher. I know a lot of you know her. She is a single mom with five children, and she's going to share what being a part of a connection group has meant to her as her and her family went through this recent crisis. June 13th, 2023 is a day our family will not forget. My daughter and I were involved in a serious head-on collision when a driver passed another vehicle on a two-lane road that had a solid double line on a hill. I encountered that driver in my lane when I came to the top of the hill and had no time to react or anywhere to go. We were then hit by two other cars after our car was spun around and they had nowhere to go either. Little did I know that my friend Linda Ely was not far behind us that day on Opal Road. I have known Linda for several years as a part of my Monday night ladies group. I have been told that Linda stabilized my neck while help was on the way and prayed over us before my daughter and I were flown to Fairfax Hospital. As I became conscious at the hospital, I remember hearing Danielle Dean's voice talking to my family members who were nearby. I was very confused, wondering where I was and why she was there. After a couple of days, I began to put together the details that were shared with me and was astounded by the love and support of our Bridge family and community. The purpose of me sharing our family's journey is to encourage each of you to be in fellowship with others. God works through each of us to show His love to others. We are His vessels. Our family has been so blessed by the outpouring of love and support as we walk through this valley and heal. We have received help with meals as I was not able to stand and cook and prepare meals. Envelopes of money were dropped off on our porch while we were in the hospital to help my kids buy gas and eat at the hospital so they did not have to leave. Others in our Bridge family have reached out with encouragement on days 
when I didn't have the strength to have a positive outlook, but I knew I had to model strength for my kids. My connection group sent over a huge box of snacks that would make any kid think it was Christmas morning. This gesture made my daughter Grace cry to see how much we were loved and cared about. My kids felt so loved and seen from this gesture. They were the silent victims of this accident. They had been traumatized with the fear of losing their sister and mom, and God whispered to my group to show them that they are seen and loved. Yes, God's timing and love has been perfect. When we are part of something bigger than ourselves, we are a blessing to others, and we, in return, are blessed. I encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and join something bigger than yourselves. The rewards will make your life richer and remind you that we are all connected by the love God has for each of us. Amen. And for obvious reasons, um, Tammy could not do this by video um, because her and her daughter are still recovering. So please pray for them. And I also want you to know that Saturday at the women's um, brunch and a message, this is a different person. Tammy is a different person than the one who is sharing this Saturday. These are two different people. So I encourage you ladies to sign up for the brunch and a message and to, to, get, to get connected. Get in a circle with people that you don't know. And you know what? I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's hard to do. But do you know what it means when you feel uncomfortable? It means you're growing. So, so Grow through that uncomfortable feeling and just keep pressing forward even though you feel uncomfortable. Well, being in a circle with a connection group is how to discover what God has for you and how we can care for one another. Would you please stand? Before we pray, I would like to dismiss all the connection group leaders that are in the service, that if you would go out to the table and stand by um, your, your sign-up sheet, would you please do that now so that those who may be coming in afterwards, after church is over, will um, be able to talk to you and ask more information. So thank you so much for doing that. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for who you are and all that you have done for us. God, we thank you for the giftings, the spiritual giftings that, that you bestow on us, not for us, but for others. So thank you, God. Help us to stir the gifts, to use the gifts, to bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. And if it, there is anyone here today that um, would like to accept Christ, you know, we are going to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. But we're going to pray together as, as a church. So if there's anyone here with your head bowed and your eyes closed, would, is there anyone here that would like to accept Jesus today? Okay, anyone else? So we are going to pray this together as a church. And we're going to pray with the one that has risen their hand so that they can be encouraged knowing that we've all done this. So let's pray. Say, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, 
I come to you a sinner and I'm aware that I need a savior so I ask you to forgive me of my sins come into my life and heal my life and transform my life and be my Lord and Savior in Jesus name amen amen let's congratulate the one who raised their hand yes awesome awesome and just so you know after service as you leave that there are bags by the doors that say following Jesus those are for you to help you begin your walk with the Lord now I just want you to know I ended early on purpose okay you're probably all going man she needs to preach more often because Pastor Greg he kind of goes over sometimes <laughs> no I'm kidding I'm kidding but um, we have ended early so that you have time to go out into the lobby area to meet people and also talk about to the connection group leaders and ask about about the group that they are leading the children's ministry is still going on so please do not go get your children yet give it about another five minutes before you do so um, let's welcome pastor greg as he comes to pray the blessing Come on, lift your hands this morning as I say the blessing and we will go. I bless you in the name of the Lord. May he bless you in this city and in this county. May the fruit of your womb and the crops of your land and all your livestock be blessed. May he bless the work of your hands at home, at work, at church. In this community, may he bless your coming and your going. May the Lord grant the enemies that rise up against you be defeated. When they come at you in one direction, let him flee from you in seven directions. May the Lord send a blessing on everything that you put your hand to do. May he continue to establish you as his holy people. May all people see you've been called by the name of the Lord. May the Lord grant you prosperity, opening up the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty. May he bless the work of your hands. I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everybody gave a shout of amen. Lord bless you. Have a great day.